Welcome back to the Neil Haley Show. My guest today is David Hollenbach of Hollenbach Leadership. David, how are you? You know, and I think this is where I really want to kind of hit your brain because you had to supervise how many people when you were in the fire department? How many people were responsible for? Well, when I was managing uh, six fire stations, when I was responsible for six fire stations, the personnel that staffed those six, six fire stations total was about 90 uh, firefighters, uh, engineers and lieutenants, and one captain. Um, prior to taking over that battalion, I was the chief of special operations, and that was the personnel that uh, for the department size, it, it was 200 something, 200 something personnel. Wow. Okay. Um, so, and how do you see that these big organizations, especially with you as the head leader, how you can really work with a lot of those team leaders to keep each one of them growing. So everyone is reaching their high potential as a leader. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, I was just reading uh, some research on um, team performance, team effectiveness, uh, you know, team cohesion, all that stuff. And, you know, there's a, a model that most human resources departments, um, most human resource managers, they uh, tend to evaluate somebody on their knowledge, skills, and abilities, and they fit them for the position, right? And that position is a person on a team, and they don't really evaluate how that that position fits into the, the team, right? So, because everybody on that team has a role to play and you know yes you need that you've got to hire people that have the knowledge skills and abilities but you also and, and this is what's interesting is that uh, i believe that the industry of industrial and organizational psychology the the people that really evaluate teams and organizations that kind of thing um, I believe that the direction that the research is pointing uh, everybody is towards evaluating how a person actually fits on that team, you know, their personality, what drives them, what motivates them. And then once you have created this highly functioning team what normally happens when people are successful they promote and they move into a different position <laughs> which dismantles the team and then what do you do from there right you've got to you've got to know how that person affected the team and really who are you going to bring in to replace that person? You've got to have somebody with the same knowledge, skills, and abilities or develop it on that team and slide that person in there and just keep sliding people over into those positions. Um, 
Yeah, it's to me, it's really, really interesting, uh, you know, to see all the different aspects of how teams operate and the different variables that can that can change the formula on you. You know, and so I'm I'm thinking when you talk about this, as people talk about, and this is what you're going to be doing a lot of once you get your PhD and teach lots of people this, uh, David, is the biggest problem is that people are talking about entrepreneurship, right? And what kind of business should you have? I was listening to Neil Patel and Eric Sue's Marketing School podcast, and they talked about founders having to come back after they appointed a CEO and it didn't work out. And they had, they as the founding founder, they're coming back because their business was losing money and they needed to come back to bring that energy back to the organization. So from the top down, it is such a challenge. Like some people say, well, just be a solopreneur or maybe just, you know, be the only one doing, be the bread maker. And that's it. Because once you build your organization to a certain level, it's going to become so stressful for you because you're going to be involved in so many different things. It's not going to be fun anymore. What do you say to people like that? I know we're talking the fire department, but you can relate this to so many other organizations. I, I think if you start to develop a vision after the fact, you're going to run into issues like that. If you know where you want to go, where you want to be down the road, what are all the pieces that you need to have in place in order to accomplish that? And so and, and the biggest asset of any organization is the people. Yes. And so you've got to hire well, and then you've got to develop them and get to know those people, especially the person that you're going to put into your shoes to run things. You've got to know them really, really well, understand what motivates them. And then when they take over, make sure that they have enough incentive to keep that energy level high and keep on going and do things the way that you've the found. Visions. Yeah. Because so that means the thing I've seen is in my conversations, and I can't believe we share this. And then a lot of times we take your reels too, but we catch back up and put it up and people do check it on YouTube or listen to the show and say, what the hell are you talking about? Neil? you tell us specific things and your stories in these interviews, but really people are motivated to work for me. Now, how do I make sure they're trained well? And then make sure I put somebody underneath them because I can't continue to work with them constantly if I'm opening other businesses or doing other ventures or speaking or getting back in the ring, how can I do all those things and still be an entrepreneur? So that's where the process begins. Who is going to be that next higher up? Who's going to manage that part of the team, be able to understand your mission and vision and be motivated enough to go and do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, there, there has to be, I mean, it, it has to be incentivized. You know, for that individual, it's not it's not their company. You know what I mean? And they really that's why I'm trying to make everyone get a piece of the company by opening up offices, being an operator, looking at specific areas like that. So they're incentivized that you're with my company for the long run. 
not just working as a subcontractor. You're going to be a business owner yourself. You're going to learn entrepreneurship. I'm going to make you great. One of the uh, law of attraction things with Garage Global, if you go to Clubhouse, definitely listen to the secret of law of attraction with Garage Global. He has lots of good meditations that you do self-hypnosis with. And what you'll learn in the process is one of them, I think it was the magic of believing. He said, the guy who the author said, it's so important so you don't pay them so much, but you want to give them the incentive that they can become rich. It was about a book about becoming rich. So you want to teach your people to become rich. This totally sounds different than the hierarchy of a fire station, but you're going to learn about these hierarchies, David, when you have the opportunity to study this more, especially other organizations and how they the, how that leadership's developed. Well, it's it's not so different in the fire service. You've got to have people that are motivated, that own the mission. And, and it's what drives somebody to put on their gear and risk their life going into a hazardous environment. You know, it's not the money. I can guarantee you that, you know, it's they own the mission it's it's innate like they they have that drive and it is developed they have to feel like they know what to do when everything hits the fan right if they feel comfortable under pressure and making decisions that's the other thing do they feel comfortable making decisions without asking permission you know and, and there is a, a level where you have to say, up to this point, it's yours. Right. At this point, this is where you need to bring me in. And, and that's how it is in the fire service. When, uh, when an incident gets too complicated or too big, you bring in somebody that has a lot more experience. They have more rank. They have more influence. They can get on the radio and bring in tons of resources to accomplish the mission that much faster. So that's that's where I I, I say there's a lot of crossover. I got it. And that's where it's gonna be interesting what you learn that stuff. You can go to hollandbackleadership.com right now to find out more information on you, David. And it's really interesting the next phase in your development with this leadership to become the work in this, this field has got to be exciting for you. Isn't it, David? Yeah, absolutely. And it's great information, yeah. but I'm just telling you, I think the mistake people make is just because if you grow an organization large as an entrepreneur, you shouldn't think it's a problem because you want to continue to grow. Cause if you don't grow, you will die at one point in time. And especially with AI, you better not slow down. You better put, the, put the gas pedal on as fast as you can because people think ah, I can handle it. I'll be good. Not with AI. There's going to be a thousand people coming after you right there and there. And those people are AI bots as well. So appreciate it, David. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley show. We'll be back in just a moment. 